0: Welcome back, everyone, to another edition of the Wear the Bear podcast, brought to you by the Evans Law Group. My name is Neil Rule, the voice of the Golden Grizzlies. Today we're going all the way to the top, folks. That's right, we're going all the way up, as the kids would say. It's an AD minute edition of the Wear the Bear podcast. Steve Waterfield, Director of Athletics, here for the Oakland Golden Grizzlies. Joining us, and Steve, a, a, a new school year, a new season, and another year of the uh ad minute here on the where the bear podcast exactly great to be back with you neil and excited to be a part of the podcast yeah for sure and steve again and this isn't to uh to stroke your ego or anything like that but uh you pull numbers. People people are interested. They're curious. They want to hear what you have to say, so this is something I'm glad that we can do regularly, deliver all this to the fans here of the Oakland Golden Grizzlies. We're going to jump right in, my friend. Fantastic. I mean, as, as we start a new school year here and new fall seasons as well, I, just give me the 30,000-foot the view right now of, of what you see and what's going on and what you hope to do.
1: Yeah, it's always an exciting time of year. I, I tell the student-athletes that I love the summer. It gives folks a chance to recharge, but at the end of the day, I get bored, and I want to get back at it and have <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) competitions and games and practices and and see our student-athletes and so uh, we're doing that we've got our our sports all in session and they're competing and the whole goal from the get-go is providing our student-athletes with those resources to succeed athletically academically and personally and giving our coaches and student-athletes to resource to resources to compete for championships and just this past uh, week we had uh, women's soccer with a great match against Michigan State looked great and Every team in this fall looks better than they did last fall, and the future is bright. And we're getting a lot of positive momentum within the community uh, with Oakland Athletics as well as on the campus level. So it's an exciting time.
0: It's funny because you and I, just a few minutes before we went on the air here, we draw out this little master plan of of what we're going to do and what we're going to talk about and all those things. And right away, Steve, I'm going to go off that for just a second (laughs) and and touch on something you said because you talked about student-athlete experience in, in giving the student-athletes the tools to, to compete for championships. And that's one of the things, again, I just kind of walk around look at myself as a regular guy, as a guy that's been here uh, for going on a while now, I'm starting to get old, Steve. But um, as, as I look around that, Tools, I, I believe, is is a good word that you use. I mean, the emphasis on nutrition, and and I, I have a feeling this ties into the whole senior staff. You know, the additions to your senior staff that you brought in. I, I think this has a direct tie into that, which we we're going to talk about later. But you know what? Let's let's do it now. This is live podcasting. Uh,
1: yeah, absolutely. So one of the things I wanted with the re- restructuring within the athletic department senior staff was having one staff member that oversaw all of our student athlete experience areas: academics, life skills, student athlete development, nutrition, strength and conditioning athletic medicine, and so Ashley Stone, uh, who I hired and started end of May, is in that role, but it allows it to be looked at in a very cohesive, collective fashion. One of the things we focused on is nutrition, and so this year we're starting to have kind of a, a nutrition bar. Carrie Apric, our nutritionist, and Terry Sauerbrier, our head strength coach, are doing a great job. So after every team lifts, there's uh, they have some snacks and things that are available that have not been available in the past. It's not the finish line. It's a start but we've got to build off of that. But the student-athletes are appreciative of it. It puts them in a position where they can build off the workout and really get the benefits of that time spent in the weight room and conditioning.
0: Not maximizing your efforts, I guess you're saying. Exactly. You've got to
1: do it. That's what the high-level Division One programs are doing, and my vision is Oakland University Athletics is a high-level Division One program, and that's what we have to do as well.
0: Uh, it's interesting you talk about that because that's something I've always held that maxim as well. I mean, we, we, those little things that you can do that are add-ons, certainly, that, that make you capable of doing that. Some other news uh, coming out of the department here. And if you're a sports fan just listening to the Weather Bear podcast, that is available on iTunes. You can click, click subscribe, and the latest episodes will come right to your phone. As always, the Weather Bear podcast brought to you by the Evans Law Group. But driving around town, Steve, and this is something, and I've shared this story, I think, with you in the past where – when when I came here as a student at Oakland, I always envisioned this day where Oakland will become woven into the fabric, not only of, of college sports in the area, but of the general sports fan in the area. So when I drive around town and I see the billboards with Oakland and Michigan State at Little Caesars Arena, this has become an event. And, and again, I always say this, you don't have to believe me, believe the numbers the huge attendance at Little Caesars Arena in the past. To this day, at the Palace of Auburn Hills, the largest crowd ever for a basketball game, Oakland-Michigan State, uh, there's been some news in that camp, and a lot of the fans know that deal with Michigan State has been extended, and Little Caesars Arena will be a big part of that.
1: Yeah, six-year deal, so we'll have three games at the Breslin Center, but most importantly, three games at Little Caesars Arena. And your point about the numbers at the Palace, the numbers at LCA in the past, there's an excitement, and I'll give credit to Coach Campy and to Coach Izzo for, for getting this together. It would have been easy for Michigan State with the 20 conference games they now have to maybe go in a different direction. But I, I think Coach and Coach Izzo respect each other. It's a great game. There's interest amongst the fan bases, and it's great for the state of Michigan for college basketball. And, and at one point, we're going to get them. And it's going to be exciting to see that. And I'm excited for this year at LCA. And my hope is that we have ESPN pick it up and nationally, internationally get that game out there for broadcast.
0: Yeah, and that certainly is something because ESPN, they they make their living on on exciting matchups that people want to see. And not only has it delivered in-house with attendance, it has delivered nationally within the rankings. I still believe to this day the largest, one of the largest TV audiences on ESPNU for that game at the Palace of Auburn Hills. I think they'll go back to that well.
1: I think they should, and I think they will. And it's great for us because we have about a two-hour infomercial way to get the oakland university brand to the populations across the world and that's what athletics can bring to the table and so great to be part of an athletics department that wants to accomplish it within a university that continues to grow and make progress you
0: know, certainly you're listening to director of athletics steve waterfield it's an AD minute edition of the Wear, the bear podcast my name is neil rule the voice of the golden grizzlies make sure you click subscribe on itunes on soundcloud as well as always we're brought to you by the evans law group support the companies that support the oakland golden grizzlies Visit them online at evanslawgrp.com. And speaking of scheduling, the deal with Michigan State, the Horizon League schedule, the basketball schedules in totality now have been launched. And, Steve, I always joke about this with Coach Campy on the Coach Campy radio shows, which will be back for another season on WDFN on Wednesday nights. Uh, scheduling is, is such a fascinating topic to the fans. We get the, these questions all season long throughout. It doesn't matter beginning season, mid season, end of season. People love scheduling, man, and the schedules are out.
1: It's a great conversation topic and, <laughs> and it's it's like that way. Every place I've been is they talk basketball scheduling and they get excited when they get released. Now obviously the, the conference schedule is going to be the conference schedule and then you can look and see back-to-backs and on the road and so forth. It's really the non-conference schedule where we have some flexibility and it's exciting to talk to Coach Campy as we work together to plan that out, which qualified multi-team event, MTEs is kind of the parlance in the industry, uh, you're going to play in. And so this year we'll be down in Kissimmee, Florida, and playing in a great event down there. And then which non-conference games? So Syracuse this year, Maryland uh, this year, and then Michigan State, and then the home home uh, competition. So there's an art to it. And luckily, Coach Campy has such credibility within the coaching profession that he's able to get games because the coaches know that the team they play, Oakland, will be well-prepared and well-coached.
0: Does that help you on your end in that this, the scheduling process with Coach Campy here? I mean, for all intents and purposes, at, at this point in the game for him is, is pretty much turnkey. As you said, he, when Coach Campy sends an email or, or a call or a text message, those get answered.
1: Yeah, they do, and it's great because Coach and I will sit down and say, hey, what are you thinking? What if we do this and that? What are your ideas? And I'll, I'll give him my thoughts, and we're aligned with what we're trying to accomplish, what we're trying to do from a revenue generation standpoint, and then he just gets it done. And uh, I don't have to sit back and wonder, if, are we going to get those games that we want? Are they going to be good opponents? He gets them, and he gets good home and homes with other teams within the region and the area. So it's I, I have gray hairs, but the gray hairs aren't because of basketball scheduling.
0: <laughs> well, well, speaking of that, though, and, and you mentioned that, uh, the art form that there is to it, it's a little more challenging when, when you are a mid-major versus a power five where teams are, are knocking on the door trying to trying to get your home games and, and you want to line up your mm-hmm. your non-conference part with as many home games as you can because it's a it's a competitive advantage for you especially as you go down the road flip side of the coin where Oakland is where we are as a mid-major it's a little more difficult it,
1: it is you're not going to you're going to have a harder time getting those uh, power 5 programs those large programs to come here and you have to realize that and even to get home games with schools that aren't at the kind of that level but are also very good basketball schools can be a challenge because a lot of it's financially driven and People know when they come here, they're going to have a great environment that they're going to play in, but they may lose the game. And um, to do that takes a, a special coach and program. And we've been able to do it, but it's not easy to get them to come here, which is why the home and homes is really where you try to, to make that, get that done.
0: Talking to you, SEC. You know, I'm just... There <laughs> that, you go. That's me, that's me talking, not Steve Waterfield. That's me talking. Uh, the SEC has not fared well uh, the last few times they've been here inside the arena. Steve Waterfield, Director of Athletics, joining us here on the Wear the Bear podcast. Steve, some of the other stuff going on, the, the alumni events, women's soccer, uh, swimming and diving as well. When you look at... And, and this is something that really has jumped out at me over the course of even the last five years or so, is that... Players that have laid the brick before, that that have allowed Oakland, even going back to the Division two days, more and more are coming around the program and more and more are, are, are really making their presence known. And that is something I think that's really cool because, again, going back to it, just my own story, everybody that came along has helped build Oakland to a certain point, and they're responsible for the success now. They, they might not have played here for 15, 10, 20, 30, 50, 40 years, however long it's been. But still, their impact is felt.
1: Yeah, it's wonderful. This past weekend, the women's soccer 25th anniversary, and then the men's and women's swimming and diving alumni meet. I saw a lot of Pioneers and Golden Grizzlies, and it's wonderful to welcome them back. And two things athletics does very well is legacy and history. And those events really emphasize the legacy and history. Each team creates a chapter, but people have created the foundation, and we build off that with each subsequent team. And to see all the generations, current, previous, and future, uh, it's fun to see because that is the thread that ties it all together for an athletics department.
0: And you certainly get to interact with, with these people. And, and for me, it's intriguing to talk to them in, in the discussions and what went into you know, what went into going to the little commuter school. Uh, that, that was Oakland University, even back to the pioneer days. And universally, when you speak to these people that are coming back, they don't recognize the campus now just just based on you know all the engineering buildings and everything that's been going on around it it it's a time for celebration for how far things have come because when you're in it every day like we are you you lose sight of of those gains that were made
1: I mean, the Oakland University, I know, is what I saw when I started in August of last year. But it's fun to talk to those alumni when you hear what it looked like back then and appreciate what so many folks have done to build it to where it is now. But even the best part is where it is now is going to look a lot different and a lot better years down the road. But we all played a part in it. Whether you're here now, you've been here, you're going to be here down the road, um, you can really appreciate the progress when they talk about, hey, when I went here, this was the building and this was the one dorm. And uh, you (laughs) see it Right. You see it now, and it's 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 progress, and that's what you want at any institution, but especially an institution of higher learning.
0: And finally, Steve, before we let you go, we do certainly appreciate your time here on the Wear the Bear podcast, brought to you by the Evans Law Group. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes and SoundCloud as well. And, and speaking of progress, you've been able to make some progress. We touched on it a little bit earlier about the development of your senior staff. You have your pieces in place right now, the, the people that that you've tapped that you've said – these are these are the people that are going to help implement what I want to do here at Oakland you're getting that all lined up now, and things are moving. Yeah,
1: so last year I spent a lot of it observing and kind of evaluating and then decided we needed to restructure senior staff, created some new positions and modified some others, and then had to go hire these people. And that took a lot of, the, a lot of time, but by the end of May this, this year, we had everybody in place hired starting. So it's a six-person senior staff, and I, I tell folks that they are very talented within their areas of expertise and what they're doing, uh, but they're great people and that's the most important thing is to be have great people doing it that are talented and we're focused on the communication piece, the branding, the exposure, the development piece, student athlete experience, the financial CFO piece, um, the facility and event piece, and then kind of the administrative piece that we need to be efficient and work well together and it's a great group. Ashley Stone, John Szczeski goes by Giz, Ben Fielder, Andy Adrians, Jenny Swataway, uh, Matt Bolts, that six person team, I think I got all six, uh, <laughs> There pressure's on. Yeah, you, pressure pressure's on. Um <laughs> Ben fielder the development if I missed you Ben I don't want to cuz you're going to help raise some money for uh, the projects we got going You're forward. one of, you're one of the, com- He's, the critical he, components. The critical ben. ones and we we had a good day today with uh with a group and excited about that but th- they work well together too and they work well their coaches and they work well their student athletes and it allows me to to be involved and and to think big picture but also um do some other things that are important to the university and the athletics department. sure so I'm and excited.
0: You, and, and you've talked about it too the the efforts of getting the message out there about what Oakland is doing because really when you break it all down all these things that do happen if no one's there to tell the story no one knows right
1: yeah I mean the external areas um Maria Rivera Max King Meeky Colin, Leanne, you, and and all the people that are, Rachel, that are pulling the content and driving content. It's critical. It tells our story and we're using all of our platforms to tell our story. And there's interest in our story as by the number of views and hits and people that are looking at what we're doing. Uh, There's interest and growth at at Oakland University Athletics and I think the university in general. And it's because we're telling our story and telling it in a very good fashion.
0: Well, there certainly will be hits. There certainly will be uh, listens. Uh, Steve, when you talk, people listen. They're interested in what you have to say, and I'm grateful you could take some time out to talk with the folks. I just hope my two
1: sons, uh, Davis and Austin, listen to me as well as the other people apparently Are, do. Well, so. you,
0: you got to get them subscribed. i, I got to do that. I'll iTunes? get them on
1: there. They're watching their <laughs> remember, videos of people playing videos on, their, on everything. Doesn't so that blow you it, away? It, it, I don't get it, and I don't know <laughs> if I'll ever get it, but it's it's real. and So I just sit back, and I'll just watch the football or basketball game or baseball game, and they'll do that. I, I was doing
0: some talk right radio work a couple months back and we were talking about a topic and phone lines weren't ringing all that much and then I just I, I shifted and I talked about the fact that my kids love to watch YouTube videos of people playing video yep. games phone lines blows up, up. Sa- same conversation wherever. why I don't know yeah there I just know, know what happens and it's popular and run with it Yeah, absolutely well I appreciate you running it with it running with it here today Steve as always appreciate your time Thanks, Neil. For the Director of Athletics, Steve Waterfield, my name is Neil Rule. Again, the Weather the Bear podcast brought to you by the Evans Law Group. Thank you all for listening, everybody. Well, see you later. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere,